Hey, listener, Zach Harper here. Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy sports. Also, fastest growing fantasy app in the industry. Here's how it works. The Pick'em Game. Pick whether your favorite players will have a higher or lower stat total in this week's game for a chance to win big. How big, you ask? I'm so glad you asked that question, listener. You can win up to 100 times your money in a single night. Pick between two and five players. Build a pick'em entry. You can also do rivals picks. You can put like Tyrese Halliburton and Jalen Brunson against each other. And whoever has more points, more assists, more rebounds, whatever you want to do, that is your rivals pick. I would maybe go with Jalen Brunson in these playoffs. By the way, in the regular season, Jalen Brunson scoring tear, going higher on his point totals all the time. Joel Embiid, whenever he did actually play, higher on his scoring totals all the time. Victor Wembanyama for the next 15, 20 years. Here's a pro tip for you. Take higher on the blocks. That's right. So you're probably wondering, how do you sign up? Oh my God, listener, you are full of good questions today. Sign up with the promo code DING, that's D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick First time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. $250, man, that's a lot. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store. And don't forget to register with our code DING, D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick and first time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. Must be 18 or older, 21 or older in Massachusetts, Arizona, 19 or older in Alabama and Nebraska, and present in a state where Underdog Fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org. Arizona, 1-800-NEXT-STEP. That's 1-800-639-8783. Or text next step. To five three three four two New York, call the twenty four seven Hope Line at one eight seven seven eight Hope and Y or text Hope and Y four six seven three six nine. Oh, it's gonna be. A, it's gonna. We, we got to do a stare down or something. <laughs> <laughs> like two rescues. That's good, yeah. bro. Ain't hey, shit, brother. How are you? Yeah. I'm good. I actually just got off the phone with Eric and Jeff, and, and that, that shit is actually That's me on my phone. Word. The, the whole shit is happening. Like, I actually called them to so that they could, because, like, Hove only wanted a few people to break it. I guess it was them and Elliot, I assume. So this is, like, a collab album? Like, it's like him and J-Lex's album, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, got it. I, just I guess it. I guess that makes sense. I mean, you understand my skeptic, my, my skepticism. Oh, it's completely fun. understandable. But like this budget allocated and all of that for marketing and all of that shit, like it's happening. It's it's for real this time. Plus, Hov's involved in like Hov's not gonna involve himself in a complete waste of time. Yeah, no. Nah, I mean, it's just like realistically, right? And I I I, I rock with it. It's gonna happen. But realistically, like I've been. I mean, I, I feel like we're probably all on the same page. I've wanted this album. I've wanted a Jay Electronica album for a minute, just like everybody else. Yeah, of course. But a decade, it, bro. A decade. I know, right? Like, is, <laughs> is it even possible for Homie to live up to the hype no, of this shit? No, no shot. No, no shot. like, it, it has to be a dud, right? No shot. It's not going to be a dud, though. I don't think it's going to be a dud. I don't think it... Come on, because, like, at the time, man, like, Exhibit C and Exhibit A and... Yo. Oh, I mean, homie not homeless no more. Does he still have the same hunger? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I'm Who is this? I'm ready for it, though. Who? Jay-Z and Jay Electronica. Oh. No, nah, it's not coming out. It's coming out. No, it's not. <laughs> it's no, no, it's not. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's how I feel. Were you born last night? Yeah. <laughs> 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 
Hey, if it's been a decade, if, if we've been waiting on this album for a decade. 3,406 3, days since they did the official signing of, of J-Elect on Rock Nation. Oh, he signed Rock Nation? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he took whole money and ran. <laughs> Hove still fuck with him. And you didn't think you didn't think Hove was like not gonna get his bread work. <laughs> no, Hove, Hove, Hove gonna get his like, bread. Nah, I'm gonna I'm I'm wait for this nigga, but nah. This, even this if you gonna, even drop. if you gonna drop that die line fire, my nigga, I'm gonna be a part of this. <laughs> I, I'd be curious to see who the um, the production on this shit though. Like who who the producers are because I mean I'll at be this shocked point, if no ID wasn't involved <clears throat> for sure. We know who's it, not involved, and that's Kanye. <laughs> let me let me let me ask you, let me ask y'all this because y'all probably know this better than me. What's the deal with Hove and um and Primo? Like, is there any chance that Primo is on this shit? Nah, I mean, my thing about Hove still has a good relationship with Primo, but like, I feel like Primo's kind of washed. That's the thing. Oh man, he's done. He's been done for a minute, man. Like, and that's no disrespect, he's, obviously. He, He's just he, living off his. He I mean, but, but what York are you really sound. asking for in 2020, bro? Like, you have to still keep it sound. You can't. I mean, you know, you want timeless, but you still have to respect it. As far as, uh, you know what I mean? Like, you just, don't go too crazy and go get a Metro Boomin, nah, but go nah, get nah, something that's some, like. Give me some 40. Give me some Just Blaze. Give, give me something current, my nigga. Me, that's all I want. Yeah, 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 but the, yeah, the only yeah. thing is, like, with me, when it comes to Jay Electronica, it's like. Even though this is his most craziest shit ten years ago, this is his debut album, right? Like I don't, like you said, Trey, I don't want him to give me all the like all these new niggas. Although I'm not trying to shit on new niggas because some of these new niggas actually do have a dope sound. Yeah, for sure. But I don't want to hear Jay Electronica isn't these. He's not a new nigga to me, right? Like he's the one that's supposed to be over, uh, like not necessarily classic niggas, but niggas that that resonate with. The sound that he that that he has, and I don't that's, feel like. But that's that's what I'm saying. It's not that even he's a stylistic nigga. Like he got the sa- heavy samples. You know what I'm saying? All yeah. soulful shit. That's yeah. that's what they gonna be on. Yeah, I'm because right. like uh, just like just think about the sound of four four four. Like it was contemporary enough, but still you know maintain the the the, the classic whole feel. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm cool with a four 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 type vibe. That's what like, I, I think mean, it's I'm not saying. Be, fam. I don't think I'm it's content be with like, that. Don't give me no bullshit seven album. Seven, I don't like, think I waited 10 years for this shit. to though. Pierre Bourne, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I d- yo, don't, don't give me a 25-minute album either. Like, oh, nigga, you man. waited, let's wait 10 minutes. I, I want fucking... T- I wouldn't be mad at Hope on Pierre, though. By the way, Trey, that, that Fire-Ass album is crazy. Even though it's like 18 minutes long, it's, it's kind of crazy. We talking about Brent Yeah. Oh, because you live in the hills now. You, you relate. <laughs> nah, my son Hall put me on to that. You know that's the type of music that he Listen, to, but that's Hall. That's like, what Hall that's try to... Home. That's what he try to live out, though. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, Brick, Brick creating a whole nother vibe. Brick exactly. actually creating us in 2018 where niggas didn't have no over money, but we still was finessing. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. He's on... Um, he's doing his thing, man. And, 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 and it's nice that they're able to... Eat on the indie tip. They could just do what they want. They don't got to answer to nobody. You know, whatever. They're not selling out arenas, but they're making good money and making the kind of music they want to make. They're keeping their fans happy. It's fire, man. Am I uh, last thing? Am I am I asking too much? If I if, like, who's who's produ- who's doing the production for Gazelda? Um, they a got, lot of they got animal producers. 
A lot of it is um, Derringer. You know, it's, it's cats like that. Man, I don't think Hove has ever rhymed to an Alchemist beat. I was just about to say, that, can, cool? I, can I get Alchemist on this shit? But that makes sense because of the relationship to Prodigy in them. So it's like... <laughs> yeah, let that shit kinda, fly, my it nigga. It's kind of like, you know... Mo, but that, that was in the past. I'm sure now something could happen. Let's let's start that, yo. Let's let's start the uh the the campaign for Hove over Alchemist. I'm with that. No, all right, nobody else. Okay, cool. Yo, no, I'm no, with I'm done with that too. Of course, man. I I always want to hear somebody dope on Alchemist. Man. I don't want I don't want Hove on Alchemist, bro. I like I like I like the artist he puts on there as is. Do niggas fuck with Bronson like that? I do. I do. Lambs over rice. I rock, I rock with really actually, good. Of course. Is this is is he done? I like. When's the last time this? When's the last time nah, he put some shit drop. up? It's just you know he's he not just dropped the, the same, album. He's not on the same cycle as everybody else. You know what I'm saying? And, like, and plus, he, he's eating off of mad shit right now too. Yeah. I was gonna say the nigga got so much shit outside of rap. Like, you know what I mean? Like he got shows and fucking collab. Yeah. If you're listening to this podcast right now, I want you to take a second and look down. When was the last time you shaved your junk? Yeah, it's been a while, hasn't it? Don't lie. Let's take a second to thank our sponsor, Manscaped, for holding you accountable to get rid of the funk and shave your junk. Manscaped is the only men's brand dedicated to below-the-waist grooming and hygiene. Uh, <laughs> let me tell you guys, it took me a while to figure out that shaving my junk was something. I must have been like a sophomore in college when, I, when my, my roommate had clippers, two sets of clippers. And I was like, yo, I, I want to shave my head. And he's like, don't use the one with the NBA logo on it. And I was like, why? He's like, I shaved my junk with those. I was like, really? And then I realized, yo, this is the way to go. So uh, now I am an avid, an avid junk shaver of myself. My own junk, not other junks. You got your own junk, shave your own junk. Uh, and it's great, man. I feel cool and breezy down there. Manscaped is forever changing the grooming game with their perfect package 3.0 essentials kit. The perfect tools for your family jewels. The perfect package 3.0 kit comes with the new and improved lawnmower 3.0 waterproof cordless body trimmer and of other liquid formulations to round out your manscaping routine. The third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to prevent manscaping accidents. Millions of balls are about to be nick free thanks to Manscaped's advanced skin safe technology. And of course, let's not forget about the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits, right? So why aren't you putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? I will disagree with that part. My balls are not the smelliest part of my body, but the point still stands. When you purchase the new Perfect Package 3.0 kit at manscaped.com, you get the biggest bang for your buck. Subscribers get a new replacement blade refill for your lawnmower trimmer delivered to your door every three months, making sure your trimmer always stays fresh and clean. For a limited time, subscribers get not one, but two free gifts. The Shed Travel Bag, a $39 value, and the patented high-performance anti-chafing Manscaped Boxer Briefs. This is the perfect package for your perfect package. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code BOM at manscaped.com. Do yourself a favor and always use the right tools for the job. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code BOM at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at M-A-N-S-C-A-P-E-D.com and use code BOM. Your partner, your body, and your balls will all thank you. 
Oh, oh yeah, buddy, it's bomb. It's Black Avengers Matter, motherfucker. My name's Amin Al-Hassan. I'm here with John Gervais, Black Trey, and Big Waz. Rob Lopez is producing. And guys, we got a show for you because, man, so much has happened. We're going, we're going to talk about, it's the, uh, now year 23, since the greatest rapper of all time left us, uh, instead of doing our usual, oh, your favorite this, your favorite that, we're going with a theme today, best Biggie feature track. So this not his tracks, but his guest verse on the track. You're going to love that conversation. Uh, you, I don't know if Rob is going to cut it in or not, but hey, the, uh, the uh, uh, return of J Electronica, you guys just had a wonderful conversation. I'd yes, love sir. to see that, see that make its way back on there. And then, last but not least, oh man, we got the return of the voicemails. You guys call in, you ask questions, we answer. But first, March twenty eighth, Brooklyn, New York, Bell House Theater, the live show, the show that can't be stopped. Is still going. Tickets are still can't stop, won't stop. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Tickets are still available. So go ahead and cop countthings.com slash live shows or just go to countthings.com and then there's gonna be a tab there that you can click on and buy tickets. We're all gonna be there. We got special guests. It's gonna be a great time. All right. But as always, we start the show with a review of everybody's favorite television show, Curb Your Enthusiasm. And guys. It's official. This week's episode was a certified banger. <laughs> certified. My man, John Hamm, like, that's one of the greatest performances in Kirby Enthusiasm history as he plays himself, getting ready, doing research to play a role that is similar to Larry David. And so he shadows him. And as the episode goes on, are you guys noticing how he's more and more slowly, like Larry? Slowly but surely, yeah. it's yeah. happening. That was dope. Slowly <laughs> becoming him. I had never knew who John Hamm was. I had to actually look him up after oh, that because I didn't watch. I didn't, didn't watch, watch Mad, Mad Men, Men and stuff like that. You okay. know what I'm saying? So, but it was it was pretty dope after that. You know what I mean? I was like, oh, yeah, he's pretty sick. Oh yeah, man. He like this dude's like like a pretty big time actor. And, and, the, to- and the thing about it, Trey, is like his character in Mad Men is. Absolutely nothing like Larry David. I think that's the gaffe, right? Like, oh yeah, it's like yeah, we know him for this one big, massive thing in culture, and so we're gonna turn him into Larry David. That's like, freaking yeah. genius. The idea that like his character, a lot of other stuff he acts in, is usually a very cool, like a list, yeah. the the love interest, the yeah. girl. and <laughs> and for him to 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 first of all the the, the touch of him. Not wearing glasses, then wearing glasses, then wearing Larry glasses. Like the class, the glasses are transitioning through the show. What he's wearing when they go to dinner, they're both dressed exactly the same with the half zip police and all that. All that stuff is. Bro, the the limits, the lime squeeze was even up there. Let me ask this. Let me ask this. (laughs) Absolutely was. Absolutely was. But let me ask a question. Do you guys drop the lime in your drinks? Fuck no. Um, if it's alcohol, so if it's I, re- alcohol, I read on it and I just stop asking for it. If it's you stop alcohol, lime I squeeze the lime in there. If it's water, I just let the I just let it fester. You just 
But you, the, I'm but with Larry, is it in bro. the drink or is it on the rim of the drink? It's both. Whichever one happens. I never go out of my nah. way to not let it go in the drink. Got nah, you. bro. Nah. Once I found out that that those shits aren't clean, <laughs> I was off that. I was the off rind that. that the rind yeah. isn't clean. Like I'm, I'm cool. <laughs> like I mean, I, I, yeah, I, I haven't. I mean, now with Corona, I guess I gotta rethink <clears throat> this, huh? Um, I look, here's my thing, man. <laughs> I like a lime in my drink. I like a lime in my Corona. The British, not the, not the disease. I like a lime in my in my rum and coke. I like a lime in my vodka soda. I like limes. Limes are one of the most underrated fruit there is in the world. We're not in fruit. America. It's a fruit? Yeah, it's a fruit, man. It's got seeds. I was going to say it don't have seeds. It's Where? A fruit. What are you talking about? It's a fruit. Oh, it has seeds. It has seeds. What are you talking about, bro? I don't it has seeds. I don't they must, they must seeds be super down. small then, bro, because yeah, I done cut that Johnson, shit in half bro. plenty of times. I got plenty of seeds. Seeds is like, it's like, it's like, uh, it's... You've never seen seeds in lemons, Trey? Lemons and limes. Lemons <laughs> absolutely have huge ass seeds. The lime seeds are way smaller, though. They have to be way smaller, because, I mean, I'm not, you know what I mean? Like, I've diced it up before, and I'm like, I don't see this shit. Yeah, well, I, I see this shit all the time. And I, like, it'll, it'll sometimes get caught in my straw as I'm trying to drink. So, yeah, why, I, would you, I, why would you fuck with something that can? That nigga's a he's a seed sucker. No, I don't, I didn't say that. Hold on, time out. <laughs> sometimes they get caught in the straw, and you, and I don't know about you, I don't suck that hard. Like if, <laughs> if there's an obstruction, I take the straw, I blow it, and then the fucking shit pops. Oh, okay, now I'm not making it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Childish Jerv. Childish yeah. This came over. I'm sorry. Childish Jervino. Um, <laughs> anyway, so the, the show starts with the news that Larry's ex-sister-in-law, Becky, is selling the house that Larry and um, and uh, Cheryl. What's her name? Cheryl bought for her once upon a time as a gift. And Larry's response is, she's flipping houses now? <laughs> which is such a fucking asshole thing to say. But basically Cheryl says, I have, have fallen out with my sister. So if you want to go after her for the money, you're going to have to go and, and do that. And Larry says, Oh, you better believe it. And he, say, he says it in a weird fucking way. <laughs> like, Oh, you better believe it. Anyway. Um, uh, so the, the another, um, Oh, what am I? My notes are not fucking good. What's let me let me let me hop in and say that you know him comparing him and Ted Danson as sisters, oh, yeah. comparing it as yeah. like him having sex with her sister is yeah. the same thing. Well, no, no, we're not there. We're not there yet, though. We're not there uh, yet. We're not there. Yet. Great justification. But we're by, not there. By the way, I, I as Larry was upset about her flipping the house, I hundred percent felt him. She didn't buy that shit. So yeah. if Larry wants the paper for that house, that's technically Larry's that's house. That's the white right? people problems that I don't really know how to resolve. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I was, I, I was I surprised that he wanted the profit. I would have thought he wanted the money back on the house and then she could keep the profit. But she didn't buy it. So why, why, why does she deserve anything? Like, yo, here's what you got. You got to live in a house for free for, what was it, 15 years, I think she, he said? But it's a gift, though. Yeah, yeah, that, that's not sneakers, bro. Like that's a house. <laughs> <laughs> like sneakers are a gift. Yeah, you know what I mean. I feel you. I hear you, Jeff. Like I said, um, I've never been gifted a home, 
nor do I know anybody who's been gifted a home before. So I, I don't know the protocols. If, if you were gifted a home, how about that? If you were gifted a home, because I don't think any of us can imagine gifting a home. But if you were gifted a home and then several years later you decide to sell it. I guess it depends you- on the profit, right? I mean, like, let's say they doubled it. Like, mm, you should probably be cool with just being like, look, Larry, take your joint that you put down. And I'm going to take this and figure something out with it. What if it... But he didn't even want it. He wanted the profit. Which is funny, because I'm like, maybe, like... I guess it depends on how much it appreciated, like but you 15 said. years is a long time. I mean, you yeah. know what, what can happen in 15 years. Maybe yeah. the profit is is more than what he went, paid for it. Went, like, from 400 grand to, like, 1.5 yeah, or something. Yeah. Or two, like, yeah. For, like, for me... In it, that it case, then we that. need to just split that thing down the middle, man. <laughs> yeah, like like for me, it wouldn't even it wouldn't matter on the profit. It would matter on the person. So like, if I gifted my daughter, if I ever got to a point where I, I would love to, but if I gifted my daughter a house and she decided to sell it later, all right, you know what? That's my daughter. But my but Jerv, Jerv, that, Jerv, that, that that's why I'm saying, what if someone gave you the house? What if you got gifted a house and then 15 years later you came to sell it and they're like, yo, where's my money? Oh, now understand. I would totally, as the person who got gifted the house, want to keep the bread. But if that person said, you know, I mean, I probably put up a little fight. But at the end say, of the Jeremy, day, I would, I would not, understand. You would not. You would be like, uh, uh-uh, uh, it's my house. No, nah, I mean, I, I would, I would probably go with what Wise just said. After I'd said, nah, it's my house, and then they talk some reasoning into me. If I'm not 100% strapped for cash or whatever, I would understand giving, like splitting it down the middle. Like, so if I pay four hundred thousand, if they pay four hundred thousand for for, it, and now it's worth a million. I understand completely if we're about to split the profit down the middle and take 500 or 500, right? All right. I guess so. I mean, because I'm still making 500,000 on hours. Like, I didn't pay a dollar for it. All right. Uh, let's see here. Okay. So I got a note here. My notes are terrible. I think I was falling asleep. It says, You're the experts. What was that about? You're the experts at the restaurant. Oh, the- that shit was crazy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got he's sitting next to the Chinese people and asked them what what they got and they said why why are you asking us because you know you're the experts. Larry had a lot of like problematic shit in this episode, man. Yo, I didn't know what Lazy Susan was. I didn't know that was what it was called. They had them at they have them straight at them. Yes, at Shandong. Shandong. Yeah. Yeah. Is that is that the spot in? in, in But I didn't. But I didn't know they were. But I didn't know they were called that. Yeah, I mean, I'm just like a Lazy Susan. Like I did an uh, uh, an app <laughs> that that allowed you, <laughs> yeah, Uber, man. Well, you gotta go, man. So here's my next question: What's the worst you ever had to go pee? Oh my god, dog! I remember working uh, at a carnival, like a booth, bro, and nobody relieved me, man. Oh, and just did. like and and just like JB, I had I had a Gatorade bottle right by me. I just pissed in it, but I almost filled the Gatorade bottle up. Oh no. Wait, why didn't you? You were at a carnival. Why didn't you just pee on the ground? While working the booth? <laughs> oh, you in the booth. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought it was like one of those, like, you could just walk around behind the exhibit and just. Nah, my, re- my replacement got sick and went home. Oh, man. Uh, Waz, what's the worst you ever had to go? Oh, I, I, this happens to me on the regular, I feel like. But. You know, living in New York, like, pissing on the streets is just something that's acceptable and expected of people. So, 
I never really dealt with this. <laughs> so nasty. Wow. It's facts. It's facts. It's, never, it's, never, it's never escalated to a point where you, you just... Boy, I pissed on myself? Nah. Not never. pissed on yourself, but like, you know... But in second grade, I definitely shat on myself, though. That's that's nice. That happened. That happened in second grade. I remember that. And Jerv, I took the school bus. Mosley. And it happened on the school bus. So I had oh, to ride home. And then I walked oh, past everybody. Man. To I get would off. never live. The, I would never let you live that day. Listen, I had to get yeah. off the bus to get like I'm going off to get to my house. And I, as I walk by, people are like, God damn, what's that smell? <laughs> Jesus but I was walking off the bus, so it was kind of like oh, it was wow. over. So you was so you was out there packing fudge, bro. <laughs> no, Waz is out there like redefining Haitian stereotypes. You know what's so Did you funny? Watch you know what's so afterwards? funny about that is that was when I was younger. I was afraid to take a dump in school. So that's what happened. Like, I was holding it the whole day. Like, I just refused to take a dump in the school bathroom. So I'm holding it, holding it, and then it just happens on the bus, and it's just over. And then I had to get off, and I, I think that was the last time I ever did that. <laughs> so when did you get over your fear of public I, I think bathrooms? It had, to be, it had to be around that time. Because I was, I was, like you said, it was a fear, for real. Like, I just didn't. Did like, you get a whooping for it. that? Nah, I didn't get a whooping, but my mom was like, you're a fucking idiot. Mm. <laughs> like, you're an idiot. But uh, yeah, Jerv, second grade, I'll never Jerv, that joint. What about you? Uh, I was driving back from, uh, I was working in Stanford at the time, but I was living in uh, North Jersey. So it was like an hour commute. And I we, we went to a happy hour and I got, I got shitty. So I had like that drunk piss. And I had a Gatorade bottle and I pulled over on the side of the turnpike because I couldn't make it. And I had to do like the whole door open shit and I pissed in the Gatorade bottle. But why in the, the bottle if you're pulling over? Because I felt, I just felt like that was more classy than pissing on the side. Oh, man. Uh, I don't know. So I got, I got two of these and both happened uh, on my way from Bristol to New York and vice versa. One time I was uh, I was in Bristol driving down and I got almost got into the city. Got like almost just got to the beginning of the Bronx and traffic was backed up crazy. And I, I was going nuts. I like I had to go somewhere, anywhere. And I ended up uh, literally there, like there were no st- rest stops, nothing. I literally just pulled off to the side of the road and I just had to pee right there, man. There were no bushes to pee behind. I just gave a show into the whole to the whole 95, I think, or whatever in freeway I was on. Everybody just saw me piss and stuff. Like, and then the other time, I had landed, and I kind of wanted to piss. I landed Jeff Cave. I'm like, yo, I can hold it. It's not that bad. We started driving, and by the time I got right across um, Whitestone Bridge, I was going nuts. So I ended up, like, I saw a Target, like a sign for a Target, got off of that exit, Parked illegally, ran, and I couldn't see where the target was, but I saw Starbucks. Starbucks was closer. Ran to the Starbucks, literally was unbuckling my belt and like pulling my pants off, like a good 50 yards away from, from the entrance. When I walked in, it was some schoolgirls in there, man. Like, I guess they were getting coffee right before they were going to school. And all they saw was just nigga running, pants almost around his ankles. I just said, Get out of the way. I just went. Bathroom, and I pissed, man, and it felt so goddamn good. Oh boy, it felt good. All right, bro, that that pee, that pee, when it's almost like when you about to pee on yourself oh, and you make yes. it, 
Oh my god! It's Very like it's like the cartoon. The it's like the cartoon where you know, like they they feed on fire and they finally find like a whale to dip their feet in, and they're like, ah. <laughs> that's how you be feeling, bro. You be like, oh my god! Like this is the best piss, and I like hope it never ends, bro. Yeah, like that's so relaxing. So uh, Larry uh, goes to um, goes to uh, talk to Becky, Cheryl's sister, about selling the house. Finds her drinking. He says, who drinks in the daytime? She said, people go to brunch. We're not at brunch. I'm not drinking a mimosa. One thing leads to another. Larry and Becky have sex, right? <laughs> he comes back and he's, he's bragging to Jeff. He says, daytime sex, you're filled with energy. Nighttime sex, you always want to go to bed afterwards. Cheryl comes in. She's pissed. She goes, right at Larry. He says, did you have sex with my sister Becky? And Larry in like the... Truest, like, liar, like, format says, who said that? She says, Becky. He says, what did she say? <laughs> Cheryl says, guess who I fucked? <laughs> Yo! <laughs> That's one of the great all-time scenes, man. So anyway. That's a sick-ass brag from the sister. Right. So, you know, this, you know the question that came in my mind immediately. Would you ever... Smash the sister of an ex. You can't do it. It's a no. Nah, I'm good, bro. You can't do it. And like, as long as it's a girlfriend, and I mean, much less a wife, that's just you can't. You just can't do it. You can't do it. No matter how bad the breakup was. Yeah, nah, he was he was dead wrong. The the sister is. You you just can't. So Trey, this is the part where you brought up. Is that Ted dancing? She smashed Ted dancing. That was his friend. Isn't this yeah, equal? I mean, <laughs> yeah, but it, it is kind of equal, but I still would, I personally wouldn't it, go that route. It's like he bought a knife, he bought a gun to a knife fight. You know what I'm saying? Like she stabbed him and then he shot her. You know what I'm saying? It's <laughs> like, that's, that, uh, nah, that's what happened. Nah, he laid, he laid down the whole block. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Is, is, does, does, the fact, does the fact that her and her sister had a falling out. Does that make it better or worse? That makes it worse. That oh, makes it worse because you know she's be- they're beefing, and you just like you're making it. You're literally making the beef worse. Like you, like, you, you know, know she saying? did it just to be spiteful. Yeah. And you're Larry David. Like, not that you're the greatest looking person or whatever, but you're still That's Larry a- David. You're still pretty fucking popular. You could damn near go out and get. I mean. Not anything, but you can get a good variety of, of of women just on the strength that you're Larry David. So nah, you don't even he doesn't even need that 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 beat right there. All right. All right. So uh he drops off Becky at the airport. Uh, he helps her like clean up the house and sell the house and he drops her off at the airport. Who would you drop like do you does anyone drop people off at the airport anymore? I haven't done this in a long ass time. I'm wondering if any of y'all do this. Um I mean, my girl, she got the time to drop me off. Wow, uh, she is I'm, nice. Your girl is nice, man. Like, and, and, and my and my stepdad, when I'm in New York, will drop me off. Really? That's it, though. That's the beginning and the end of the list. I drop my uh, I'll drop my parents off. They're older, so they don't do the whole Uber shit. Right. But uh, and 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 and, and the missus, like I'll, I'll drop her off just on the strength. But anybody else other than that, like I'll send you an Uber. Or you can't ask nobody for the hit, for the drop off. Yeah, it's just, like that shit's almost disrespectful. It now. is. It's like come especially, on, really? especially LAX. 
Yeah. That shit was terrible. As evidenced by when Larry had to go to LAX to catch his flight. And he's going through security and he's like, excuse me, excuse me, I have seven flights to catch my flight. I have seven minutes to catch my flight. It sounds like a lie, but it isn't. And that was ter- that's Terminal 3. I recognize that Delta Terminal anywhere. <laughs> uh, all right. So uh, I'm going to skip through a lot of things and get to the dinner. Uh, at first, he's not allowed to sit in the chair. Then he sits in the chair. He's being such a dick about the chair when the chair comes out. It's like, oh, my God, they found it was in the garage. How about that? <laughs> he just kept being a dick about it. Um, and we get to the Lazy Susan, so. Yo, it's your boy, J-Logic. Mr. J-Logic on Twitter. And uh, regarding Curb, how hard did your eyes roll during the Lazy Susan segment of this last episode? I think mine almost got stuck in the back of my head with the whole, can we not call it Lazy Susan? Oh, my goodness. All right. Peace, y'all. Uh, I laugh because she says it's racist and sexist, and they're both like, wait, how is it racist? <laughs> I, I wanted her to explain, because I know, because again, the thing you got to know about this show is that a lot of these lines are ad-libbed. So they probably told her, you're going to get offended by them calling it a lazy Susan, but they didn't tell her how. And so she just throws out racist and sexist, and they're like, wait, how is that racist? And then and then they start going off on the industrious Susan, the, all the all the opposite words for lazy. Which that's I thought that's was good. that 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 when when John Ham started going with the Larry, like oh, I was like oh wow, he's like really. Re- this is the moment when I realized he was really making that turn. <laughs> one of my one of my favorite parts about this show is whenever Larry gets offended about something about him. Now usually. It's when people talk about, I love Seinfeld. George is my favorite character. What a fucking idiot. What a moron. And Larry gets very self-defensive, very defensive, because, of course, George is based loosely on Larry David. So when people say George is an idiot and all this stuff, they're like, I don't know, why, why is he an idiot? Why is he an idiot? He gets really self-defensive, right? So in this scene, John Hamm is explaining to them, like, okay, well, what's your character? Like, oh, he's just like Larry. He's uh, a successful sitcom uh, creator and writer. Uh, and then it turns out that he stole the idea from a show in Australia. And Larry gets so fucking upset. Like, I wanted him to go down that path a little bit more of Larry just being upset that, like, people are going to think, I, I, I stole my thing. And then the, the character's name is Lawrence Dean. <laughs> it's just basically LD, Larry, Larry David. Um, do we have any more voicemails right here that are curb-related? Yeah, this is Mauricio. I have a question based off the last episode of Curb. Have you or anyone on the panel, so I guess still you, ever been kicked out of something? Like specifically a dinner party, a friend's house, for going over the line? Or maybe you didn't think you went over the line but still got kicked out. Let me know. Ooh, that's a tray. Have you ever been kicked out of a Yes. We're gonna yes. leave club we're gonna leave clubs out of this because I believe everyone's been kicked out of a club, but like a, someone's house. You ever been kicked out of someone's house? Yes, I got kicked out of association. Yes. Uh oh wow. The names will the names uh will stay off, but I went to uh with a friend to go visit a girl and they were having some little event. And obviously I was like egging it on just being an immature friend, and we both got thrown out. Nice. So that's not by association if you were egging it on. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, but, 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 you know what I'm saying? It just was fun. I was being an annoying friend. 
Wow. All right. Uh, Jerv, ever been kicked out of someone's house? Uh, no, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm batting a thousand. I've never been kicked out of people's houses. Uh, I don't tend to toe that line. So no, I've, I've never been kicked out of someone's house. Was ever been kicked out of someone's house? I don't think so. Nah, nothing comes to mind, man. Nothing besides like, maybe like we're playing Madden till four in the morning at one of my homies crib. And it's just kind of like. All right. No, no. Something for your be like either your behavior or oh no no no. It's never happened. I, I've never been That's kicked out. Never of, hey, I've never been kicked out of the house, but one of my homies, or three of my homies, I should say, got kicked out of Chris Weber's house. Chris <laughs> Weber was getting married, and he, he didn't have a bachelor party. I guess he had like a cookout at his house, and so my my three of my homies went, and they were like, it wasn't that big of a party. It was just like, you know, it's kind of like real chill. They were cooking out in the backyard. Nas was on the grill. Like, they're like, this is this is amazing. I can't even remember how they got in. And so what ended up happening is, like, my one homie came in and he said, Nas is cooking on the grill. He dapped him up, said, hey, would you want a hot dog or hamburger? He's like, I can't believe, like, my favorite rapper of all time is, like, serving me on a plate and stuff. So then one of the homeboys got super drunk, like sloppy drunk. Was out with him at All Star Weekend, by the way, and he's still the same way. Uh, so now, I, now I know exactly what they're talking about. The other homeboy bagged the girl and then like proceeded to try to smash, either in like Chris Webber's brother's room oh or on God. the couch in the basement or whatever. And so like the, the at some point in the party, like who's this? Who's man is just throwing up everywhere? And they kicked him out, and then they go look at him elsewhere. And like this dude's like fucking and da da da, get the fuck out of the house. And then so my homie. <laughs> my homie like sees his boys leave like I, I gotta go with them goes out there he said the one, one dude was sleeping on the curb and as he's sleeping on the curb he's using the curb as a pillow <laughs> and the other dude was just kind of like half dressed running down the block and he's like yo who got the car keys and they got the car keys back in the house <laughs> so he had to go back into the house and say yo I don't want any problems or not. we just need the car keys <laughs> <laughs> so, so like they, they like, begrudgingly they let him in. He goes, he gets the keys, and he sees Nas right there. And he's on his way out. I was like, all right, man. He tries to dap him up, and Nas, <laughs> Nas gave him the look and shook his head. <laughs> and this was years before I let Nas down. Like we said, that nigga looks so disappointed. <laughs> like, oh my goodness, man. Oh, That's embarrassing. When, yeah, when did man. this happen? This happened like 2010. Damn. So that was a while ago, man. Damn. <laughs> Great story. Great story. Uh, wait, Bossa Nova, do I know any of these people? Uh, I don't think so. No, okay. I don't think it. These are all Phoenix homies. Guys, how often do you think about your socks? Sure, like I used to be, not much. But I recently discovered socks that change the way I'll think about socks forever. They're called Bombas. They're comfortable. They're cool. And best of all, they support a really good cause. I'm telling you, this thing is going to change the world and you're going to be a part of it. For every Bombas purchase you make, Bombas donates a pair to someone in need. Now, I've seen the commercials, I know you have too. The number one requested item at homeless shelters is socks. 
Yeah, you think about it. Not people don't usually donate socks. They donate shoes. They donate pants, shirts at Goodwill. No one donates socks. Well, Bombas is taking care of that. Every time you buy a pair, they donate a pair. It goes to someone in need. This is pretty important and pretty cool too. And by the way, it's not like you're getting a cruddy pair of socks. These socks are amazing. They're comfortable. They're probably the most comfortable socks in the history of feet, actually. They're made from super soft, natural cotton. And every pair comes with art support, a seamless toe, and a cushioned footbed that's comfy but not too thick, because you know you don't want to feel all thick in there like you have thermal socks on. With many colors, patterns, lengths, and styles, Mambas looks great in the gym, at the office, and out on the town. They are what feet daydream about if feet could daydream. And again, for every Bombas purchase you make, Bombas donates a pair to someone in need. Buy your Bombas at bombas.com slash B-O-M-M today and get 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash B-O-M-M for 20% off. Bombas.com slash B-O-M-M. Help make a difference in the world and make your feet happy too. So Larry, Larry's trying to get to the airport. Um, and like Leon says, he needs someone to fill in because the guy he's watching has is taking a, a $40 shit, <laughs> which is just tremendous. Larry asks Jeff, Jeff says, I already got my sweats on. Uh, do you have a rule like Jeff's where if I got if the sweats are on, I'm not leaving the house again for the day. If I, if I take my, if I take my contacts out. Oh, glasses jerv is not doing any any outside the house activity. Nah, bro. Glasses jerv may not even answer your phone call. <laughs> right. No attire stopping me. No attire stopping me. But after uh, nine thirty, if the plans ain't set, I ain't going. All right. Uh, Waz. But there, there's no part of like if you've done something like like Jerv, if the contacts are out, he's not putting them back in, right? If yeah. the sweats are on, and they're not going back to jeans after that. No. Uh, anything else in this episode that anyone want to talk about before we move on to Biggie? Um, am I the only person that thought that when uh, first of all, Cheryl looked amazing, and I'm Cheryl not the biggest Cheryl fan. She always looks amazing, bro. Fucking amazing this episode. But um, am I the only person that thought that uh, John? Was it John Ham? Yeah. Yeah. Am I the only one that thought that he was about to smash Cheryl? Like of when course. he started. Oh, when he that's what they were leading up to. That's what he was until he just that's turned into full Larry with the that's with exactly the table. That's exactly what they were leading up to, Jerv. Yeah. All right, girl. Also, I, I, um, I, Jeff Lewis's shorty was I. Oh, for, for uh, older Michelle? Thing. Yeah, she was nice. Yeah, she's all right. She's all right, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. Favorite B-I-G-G-I-E feature. He died on March 9th. We're recording this on March 10th. You're probably going to listen to it on March 11th. I don't give a shit that it's two days late. By the time you hear this, we're going to talk about this because Biggie's one of my favorite rappers of all time. All right, so, uh, Trey, what is your favorite Wait, Biggie, is Trey is Trey allowed to answer this? Because isn't this the like Pac thing? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. Because 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 even Trey can't deny the, the genius that is got Christopher you, got Wallace. You, got yeah. you, got you. My my bad. Nah, Trey, fuck with Big. Yeah, Trey. I didn't. I didn't ever have nothing bad to say about Big, but I'm gonna say a uh, Players Anthem remix, and then. Uh, does that count? I know yes, he's a senior. I guess he was. A, he was alive. Yeah, I mean, he was. He was alive too. 
So, but wasn't he a part of play? Uh, wasn't he a part Junior of Junior Mafia? Mafia? Is he was big a member of Junior? Not Mafia? really. Okay, he just was like the founding member. Yeah, he wasn't a member of Junior Mafia, fam. That was the JV division. Okay, and and, and then post death, I'm gonna say running with Tupac, and then also um, victory. Although that was recorded, both of those were recorded. When he I mean, was alive. obviously had to be alive yeah. to record something. No, no, but he recorded with those people. Like, he oh, he made it specifically for those yeah, records. They, yeah, they, he recorded they specifically. With, it wasn't like Dead Wrong where he recorded it and then, like, someone else jumped on it later. Okay. Uh, Watts, what you got? Uh, I got a few, but my, my I know a lot of people going to say flavor in your ear. A lot of people that's listening. But for me, it's definitely the R. Kelly, Be Happy um, oh, on the R. Kelly album. Yeah, sitting, reminiscing about when you started dissing, spitting in faces in public places. That's the that's the verse where he said you was a Reebok vandal, now yeah. you wear Chanel sandals. New sandals, yeah. That was <laughs> great. Oh, this thing is the greatest. <laughs> it sure is, man. I made you. Why would I play you? Like, like <laughs> I made you. Why would I play like, you? Like, oh. come on. That's such a bar <laughs> and ahead of his time. <laughs> Reminiscing on when you started dissing uh-huh. Spitting in faces in public places Rolex with wood faces Had you jipper for months Made some dough, did some shows Now you're starting to front Smoking blunts on the veranda With Amanda She filling your head with he said, she said Papa doing this, Papa doing that But don't tell him I said it Cause my teeth might get wetted Forget it, go on, take her word like the Quran Y'all stay friends, I stay in smoke-filled benzes I regret putting you on to baguettes Honeysuckle sex, sticky secret pajama sex you was a Reebok vandal, now you wear Chanel sandals I made you, why would I play you? Think about it while the streets you roam is gone Peace and Christie's in the fridge when you get home huh? Now you wish it's Chanel sandals Jerry, <laughs> what you got? Uh, I always stay true to this And it's to me it's the greatest four bars that have ever been put on a track um, Big's verse on Queen Bitch you oh. niggas got some audacity. You sold a million, now you have for me. Get off my dick. Get off my dick. Yeah. Like, it's it's just, it's it's an amazing four bars, and it's straight to the point. And it just speaks to homie just being the the the, the dopest MC to ever touch a mic, man. Also, I got scared for a second that you meant, like, the actual Queen Bitch verses, because he wrote all that. And I've heard Oh, yeah. Uh, Which, <laughs> yes. That's it. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's just it's just a little the like the first time I heard that, Yeah, when I heard that, that reference track If you haven't heard it, go on YouTube, you can find it Queen Bitch reference track Biggie's rapping all of Little Kim's verses And they are Just, I mean, when it comes out of Little Kim's And I was like, damn, yeah And I was like, imagine Big talk about <laughs> Got buffoons eating my pussy while I watch cartoons Just a little Just a little Yo, that's but that's that's just how dope he was, though, right? Like I know it's weird, but it's like can write. That's he can, crazy, yeah. He write write from any perspective. Yes, yeah. they can write from. It's it's like LeBron being able to play all positions, right? Like knowing the plays as a center, yep. knowing the plays as a point mm-hmm. guard, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's funny. I, I I go with two tracks. One of them is Victory. I love I love Victory. I love. They're both on the same album, actually. It's Victory and it's Young G's. Oh, because those two tracks to me crazy. are like that's when you know like oh this dude was about to be like just ridiculous like it just they got lawyers watching lawyers so I won't go broke come on man <laughs> um, like, any 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 consideration for Brooklyn's finest 
Yes. 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 If they had twins, they'd probably be Tupac. Get it? Yeah. Get it? Tupac. Yeah. Pox. yeah. Real, <laughs> love, real Love Remix, because that was the, the intro. Mm, yeah. Real, okay. The, like the real big intro to them. And, and, 112. Uh, only You. Only oh, yeah. You Remix is yeah. crazy. It wasn't a remix. That was original. That was the original Mace. Oh, oh, I'm thinking about Mace Jones. Yeah. Yeah, the, the more I smoke, the smaller the Philly gets. <laughs> I remember in, in high school, we were like, oh. <laughs> it's logical. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, it makes sense. Uh, and there, I mean, there's so, it's funny. There are a lot more that we're not thinking of. Uh, so if you guys want to call in to the uh, hotline and let us know, uh, that'd be cool, too. The number is 914-269-8547. I don't give a damn if it's going to be a week late. Let me know. What were your favorite biggie? features all right speaking of the hotline yo what up fellas yo this is a question that came up on twitter that i've been wondering about so i wanted to bring it to you guys i see a lot of people use the term culture vulture and i personally think i know what it means but i kind of wanted to get your take on it because you guys always have great opinions about this kind of stuff consider i was wondering do you guys what exactly is the term culture vulture thanks guys have a good show oh why why, do you want to take that one first um, I feel like it's just an amorphous term, man. It's no, it's more art than science, meaning like it's yeah. open to interpretation. You know what I'm saying? Like this is, I feel like culture vulture mainly in hip hop is where it originates because the capital is all white and the artists are mainly black. The communities that this stuff springs out of is mainly black people, but you know, the biggest decision makers, uh, Doug Morris or or Lucian Grange or whoever, it's, it tends to be white people, right? And they tend to empower other white people in that sense. And I think that's where the term comes from. It's like these people are parachuting into what it is we're doing within hip hop and getting what they get out of it while not actually being of the culture, right? See, I- yeah, I think I think it's part 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 of it is that, and part of it is the concept of taking without giving back, right? And so this kind of ties in back to what, when we talk about internet patois. That's being a culture vulture, right? People who don't talk like this in their normal everyday thing, but they're going to use that kind of dialogue and lexicon to get jobs in social media and to promote their product and their tweets or whatever. But it's never actual black people behind it, right? Um, and, and you know, it's, you know, we all know who these people are who do this, uh, (laughs) bossa nova, Uh, (laughs) like that's a culture vulture to me. Like you, you, you got, I mean, do you even know any black people? Like that's one of, that's one of the things like, is your entire consumption of black culture from music and movies and Twitter, social media, right? As, As you propagate this stuff. Remember the U.S. national junior golf team when they were like, oh, we invented this dance called the shmoney dance. Like, that's a culture vulture right there. But I agree with you, Waz, in that it's an art more than a science in, in identifying because that's a real easy one, right? It's like saying so-and-so is racist. Like, yeah, like if you're walking around using hard R's, yeah, it's really easy to point those ones out. Like, for instance, when, when Dame Dash calls um, Leo Cohen – Right, yeah. a culture vulture, right? It's like, all right, this guy got down with Def Jam maybe in like 1988. Before it was a culture. Like, you know, right, like, you and know, not, the, not before it was a culture, no, but, but like you know before saying, anybody like, knew this was going to be the most dominant right. 
cultural force ever in America, right? Like, before anybody knew, so he's Run DMC's road manager, and he's basically there at Def Jam from almost its inception. Like, how are you going to call that dude a culture voice? Like, he was right. there. He literally was right. there. You Rick know, Rubin um, is not a culture Rick vulture, Rubin right? is like, nowhere close to a culture right. vulture. In fact, he's responsible for a lot of the sound that we know today is hardcore rap music, right? Like Rick Rubin invented that sound, or he helped. He had a huge hand helped, in, yeah. in crafting it. You know what I'm saying? So but I, I, I think like all those guys gave back, like they put in as much as they gained from it. They also put in, and my thing, there are people who don't like don't put in. And put in might be as far as con- contributing, and put in might be as something as simple as just like, yo, again, how many black people do you actually know? I mean, that's that's, that's a, a real like. And a, and a lot of it is, you know, like, what do you do with an Elvis Presley or a Justin Timberlake, right? Um, where people tell me like, oh, maybe he, maybe Justin Timberlake always loved black music, and he was just in sync by force. I was like, or 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 <laughs> or. or you know, that, that type of nonsense stopped selling and he started fucking with our shit. You right. know? Like, because he tried to do that country shit and he came listen, out on back. Listen, listen. So, you know, it's hard to tell with this kind of stuff, you know? And I don't want to say Justin Timberlake never paid homage, but like, I mean, I don't know. Like, let's just say Justin Timberlake's not exactly a John B., if you get my drift. Right. You there know you what I'm saying? Attaboy. <laughs> right. And also, I missed that Elvis featuring Bo Diddley track. Just, just gonna throw that out there. Elvis featuring Little Richard, right? Like that. <laughs> he never threw no guest features or nothing. Um, but yeah, man, like it's it, it is like I think you put it well, Waz. It's more art than science. What else we got? Uh, hi, this is Ross from the marketing department. Now I got a question. Um, I don't know if I'm allowed to ask question on this show or this question in general um it's about hairlines can you make fun of anyone's hairline if uh you know you're of the community like uh barack obama what about his hairline what do you guys think of it uh, okay. let me just let me start yeah, wait, let me start one me. thing yeah. like whenever we open these voicemails up like i i enjoy it i like hearing from the fans you motherfuckers gotta get the question out quicker you just gave us like 40 <laughs> seconds of preamble about how you're going to ask. A, just ask the fucking question. Can people not in the community ask about like, for example, just go right into it. You don't need to. It's not a phone call. You know, like, hey, how's it going? You don't need the small talk. Just get into it. All right. Go ahead. Was. Yeah. I, I mean, what I was going to say is maybe not. I mean, because if you think Barry has a bad hairline and you just yeah. don't understand what's going on out here. Exactly. I I'm think so. Yeah. So it's probably best hairline. that you stay out of this. If you, you probably, can't even recognize yeah. that Barry as a 50 something year old yeah. man has a solid his hair, his hairline's hair healthy. Bro. His hairline yeah. is, is, is as strong as it's ever been. It's never it's not even pushed back. Not even a little. MG. I mean, it's not like he has a bad cut either, too. Like, yeah. right? like I, I always felt like Barack had a solid haircut. So. No. Yeah. So yeah. So the answer is you. You specifically are not allowed. Next. Next caller. Yo, what's up, man? This is Oliver. Uh, this is gonna be a crazy ass question. I don't know what happened to my last call. Shit dropped. But uh, this is gonna be a crazy ass question coming from me because my name is Oliver. It's about the whitest name you can get. But I've been listening to some of these voicemails, man. Y'all think all these dudes is black? That's it. To be, oh. no, to be fair, when we first started the voicemail line, it was because we wanted non-black people to call in. 
I don't need black people to die. And in fact, like, I know it's fucked up. We all know it's fucked up, right? Like, we yes. don't need, like, we get it. The idea of the voicemail line was that people who were not black, who had questions for black people, but either didn't know any black people to ask or didn't feel comfortable asking those questions to black people, could call in and gain, gain answers. And so Oliver, to answer your question, no, I don't think, oh, and I hope, and I hope actually most of them aren't black. And maybe we're not doing a good enough job marketing that part. Right? <laughs> That's on us. No, I was just telling them, send better questions, please. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like, again, uh, the curve questions were all right. Oh, what was the other question we answered? Oh, the culture vulture question was perfect. That's a that's a good question, right? That is a solid question. Like, explain this term to me or whatever. The Barack caller, you're terrible. I mean, in essence, we want people to ask that without, you know, giving us like a 45-second intro to it. And then Oliver, I guess the question wasn't a bad question. You were just curious and we've answered it. So better questions. I'm with Trey. All right, uh, real quick before we get out of here, once again, Bell House Theater in Brooklyn, March 28th. We're all going to be there. Countthedings.com for tickets. Uh, we still got plenty of time uh, if you need to book travel or anything like that. Um, and uh, also, happy 30th birthday to House Party. Uh, I'm sure you guys saw a lot of stuff on Twitter talking about this. Um, there's one thread in particular. I'm just going to tell you where to go to find it because it is actually one of the funniest threads I've read. It's about how Play from Kid and Play was the worst friend ever. The... Uh, the Twitter user's name is at Sebastian Avenue. Sebastian Avenue. He posted it on March 9th around 10 a.m. West Coast time. So go ahead, look for that thread, read it. You're going to laugh a lot. And also, shout out to Naima. I saw the, the, the sermon came back. She, she did remixes. And even though she you know, acknowledged that bad boy and you know, kind of elevated the art form, I will remind Naima bad boy we invented the remix shout out to bad boy all right it's been black opinions matter thank you trey thank you Waz. thank you jerk thank you rob lopez thank you listen thank you to callers tune in next week To revolutionize your customer experience, then look no further than Nice, the global leader in cloud CX software for self-service and agent-assisted customer interactions. Imagine achieving lightning-fast customer resolutions all thanks to the power of unlimited scalability and flexibility of one complete cloud CX solution. With Nice's cutting-edge CX1 platform, you can join thousands of organizations around the globe who are already transforming customer experience in the cloud. Now that's a pretty good company, but Nice is more than just a robust cloud CX platform. Its dedication to continuous innovation ensures that you stay ahead of the competition. With Nice and CX1, it's never been easier to create exceptional customer experiences. Get started by visiting nice.com. Explore the world's most complete cloud native customer experience platform, CX1. Visit nice.com. Nice, cloud powered, CX at scale. 
Ready to revolutionize your customer experience? Then look no further than NICE, the global leader in Cloud CX software for self-service and agent-assisted customer interactions. Imagine achieving lightning-fast customer resolutions all thanks to the power of unlimited scalability and flexibility of one complete Cloud CX solution. With NICE's cutting-edge CX1 platform, you can join thousands of organizations around the globe who are already transforming customer experience in the cloud. Now that's a pretty good company, but Nice is more than just a robust cloud CX platform. Its dedication to continuous innovation ensures that you stay ahead of the competition. With Nice and CX1, it's never been easier to create exceptional customer experiences. Get started by visiting nice.com. Explore the world's most complete cloud native customer experience platform, CX1. Visit nice.com. Nice, cloud powered, CX at scale. Ready to revolutionize your customer experience? Then look no further than NICE, the global leader in Cloud CX software for self-service and agent-assisted customer interactions. Imagine achieving lightning-fast customer resolutions all thanks to the power of unlimited scalability and flexibility of one complete Cloud CX solution. With NICE's cutting-edge CX1 platform, you can join thousands of organizations around the globe who are already transforming customer experience in the cloud. Now that's a pretty good company, but Nice is more than just a robust cloud CX platform. Its dedication to continuous innovation ensures that you stay ahead of the competition. With Nice and CX1, it's never been easier to create exceptional customer experiences. Get started by visiting nice.com. Explore the world's most complete cloud native customer experience platform, CX1. Visit nice.com. Nice, cloud-powered, CX at scale. Ready to revolutionize your customer experience? Then look no further than NICE, the global leader in Cloud CX software for self-service and agent-assisted customer interactions. Imagine achieving lightning-fast customer resolutions all thanks to the power of unlimited scalability and flexibility of one complete Cloud CX solution. With NICE's cutting-edge CX1 platform, you can join thousands of organizations around the globe who are already transforming customer experience in the cloud. Now that's a pretty good company, but Nice is more than just a robust cloud CX platform. Its dedication to continuous innovation ensures that you stay ahead of the competition. With Nice and CX1, it's never been easier to create exceptional customer experiences. Get started by visiting nice.com. Explore the world's most complete cloud native customer experience platform, CX1. Visit nice.com. Nice, cloud powered, CX at scale.